This it was given me to know, that many worlds have been enslaved by the beast and his army, the Slayers. And this too was given me to know, that the beast would come to our world, the world of Krull, and his black fortress would be seen in the land, that the smoke of burning villages would darken the sky, and the cries of the dying echo through deserted valleys. But one thing I cannot know, whether the prophecy be true, that a girl of ancient name shall become queen, that she shall choose a king, and that together they shall rule our world, and that their son shall rule the galaxy. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Kate's here? Yeah. We're doing a special movie episode because Kate was like, oh my God, you guys are doing crawl. I'm doing crawl. I have to do crawl. I I have, a, <clears throat> there's like a list. They have a, they have a, a spreadsheet of all of the movies that they would like to cover at some point. And <laughs> there's several that I'm like, don't do that one without me. Don't do that one without me. There's a <laughs> few that I'm, I want to be there for that one. Yeah. And now we're doing crawl. Yep. Which was released in 1983. I was the only person in this room born when it came out, right? Yeah. 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 Because y'all were born what years? I was born in 84. 85. Yeah, I was 83, and I was, I think, six months old when this movie came out. So you saw it in theaters. I did. My first one. <laughs> it was my first theater experience. Well, no wonder. And it made yeah. an impact. It explains it was, a lot. That's why it's so nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's um, Star Wars in a fantasy world, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's definitely a response to Star Wars. Like, oh, we can do these large fantasy epics in Yeah, space. we can give these movies giant budgets. Yeah. And but then make sure that there's very important pieces of it that we're going to put no budget to. Yeah. Like choreography and writing. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. If we have good enough costumes, people will come. Yeah. It'll be if fine. the set design and the cinematography is good enough. Yeah. And we had, they had 23, um, 23 sets on yeah. three sound stages. Right. This had a $30 million budget in 83. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the most expensive movies made at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and, when it came out. And I just like picture them in the like i don't know the producers whoever's thinking about where we're gonna put the money and it's like okay so we could hire a choreographer or we can have one single actor scale a mountain <laughs> and do some <laughs> helicopter um overhead images or yeah. maybe they use stock photo i don't know i feel like they didn't so no he did oh, no, and they, he did they, all they... his own stunts yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, and, and even the mountain climbing, even the mountain climbing, correct. Yes. And that yeah. is a stunning scene. It is right. Yeah. Like it's beautiful. This movie is beautiful. It doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but it's beautiful. The sets are great. The, yeah. and the costumes. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Like it has this really. I feel like, for that time period and this type of movie, this very novel, fantasy sci-fi, like. It's blending. Blending. Yeah. And it's done really well. The real hero of this movie is the guy's pants. Yeah. I was Tor about to mention that. Oh, Torkel's pants. pants were so tight. <laughs> Wait, Torkel's pants? Torkel's pants. Yeah, there's a part when he's in the oh, beast. No, not, not Torkel. 
Oh, oh no, Colwyn. Sorry. Colwyn. Okay, I was like, oh, wait. I, I looked. Have... You messed me with the board. Colwyn's I'm, pants. I'm talking about the gray and black yes. referee pants. Yes. I actually Colwyn's pants. In my notes, that's like there's with a the big part. There's a part the in the beast yeah. where he is like full to frame, and he does his like power stance, which he does throughout the entire movie. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I think he tucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know where it would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't add like a roll of quarters. Was that like not in style then? I'm not know. sure. It's it's not. I mean, we looked. It's not yeah. there. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It was a choice. Yeah, and there are, there are parts of this movie that are like incredible. Like James Horner. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Ever heard of him? Just to name off. Four out of this giant list. Willow, An American Tale, Aliens, Titanic. Avatar. Yeah. I mean, epic sound scores, soundtracks. Yeah. Scores, movie scores. Scores, movie yeah. scores. Like, incredible. Yeah. And so you, like, I think the thing that I took with me and that feels the most nostalgic is the, the music. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, if this plot matched the intensity and and how <laughs> beautifully done this music is, it wouldn't be so boringly beautiful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, any more talking about Crawl, in case anybody <laughs> didn't catch that. Um, released in 1983, and before we go any further, hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. And I'm Kate. And welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Now we did <laughs> I have a place to put the music. <laughs> Uh, so this is a Peter Yates film. Yeah. Which the only other thing that he'd done that I recognized was Bullet. And like I don't the know. movie, the Steve McQueen movie? Yeah. yeah. With the car? Yeah. That, this Mustang? Yeah. That beautiful green Mustang that goes over the hills of San Francisco? That one. That one? Yeah. That Bullet. I know that one. I was like, how do you go from Bullet to Crawl? It's yeah, because that movie's about like chases. It's yeah. a car chase movie. Yeah. And it's this the car chase movie. Of this the movie's choreography is exceptionally poor. <laughs> I think you've mentioned that before. I mean, that really stood out to me. And I'm not even an action girl. I don't even yeah. like action movies. And I was just like, wow, they're really focusing on this main character. Yeah. Who did no training for is this. It for this. Yeah. Like, anyways, sorry. Unless you count the. Just in general, like, there's a scene where he's shirtless. And Matt was like, wow. <laughs> he did a lot of working out for this movie. Yeah, perhaps. But, like, Pilates. Yeah, not... Uh, not, right, like yeah. Nin- not, not, not like Ninja Warrior training. Yeah. He just Something, cut. Yeah, yeah, like, there's yeah. nothing about him that looks like... Well, I guess it is believable that he could scale that mountain like that. You know. Yeah, he's wiry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. I just wouldn't expect him to like chuck rocks around or something. Yeah. Yeah. Use a sword with any level of um, perceived efficiency. Not, yeah. Not powerfully. Yeah. No. Well, the the swords they were using were a little like 
sci-fi looking. Well, that's the thing. We got the like swords and it's lasers. It's a very odd blend of sci-fi. Yeah, it's and like a fantasy world, fantasy. and someone dropped in, you know, like stormtroopers with blasters. Yeah, and it was really inconsistency. <laughs> really yeah. inconsistent. Really, like it gives us a surrealist setting because you're never quite sure: are we in a sci-fi? But then all the sci-fi stuff, except for the lasers, feels very in keeping with the medieval setting. Like the spaceship is a mountain. Yeah. Like a magic the, mountain. But some of the costumes were like incredibly sci-fi, like yeah. round, like the shapes were not medieval at all. They weren't grungy. They were like spherical and clean and neat. Yeah, the slayers. Yeah, like inside the... Yeah. Inside the castle. And the yeah, in the castle. The, yeah. It was the castle guards that had more of a sci-fi look than mm -hmm. the Slayers who kind of looked like armored orcs mm -hmm. in yeah. a way. Yeah. And then there's the part where one of them's head explodes and you find out they're like, they're aliens. They're like a bug creature. Yep. Thing. Yeah, something the skitters out um, okay, and so digs who, into the ground. So who's going to make the sound? just gonna sample it and put it that <laughs> yeah yeah please I'll do it. okay I'll do it. I so it. i thought it was really funny because i always watch with y'all do subtitles too right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so the way that that sound was described by the subtitle was twanging <laughs> twanging. i was like twanging. Eh, is that it no it's more of a uh, synthesizer scream which is interesting because we use the london symphony orchestra for this music is Ken Marshall was the main character American or British? I think he's British, but this is the only thing he's the main actor in ever. Well, because they took a chance. Well, Matt, I told and, Matt you know, that. it didn't pay off. I told Matt that, and he goes, Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> and so we uh, had our own little rendition of Chicago. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but we opened with an opening monologue. Which is Yanir. Exposition dump. Yeah, an exposition dump. Yanir talking about the prophecy about the princess who will choose someone to marry. and A princess with an old name. Yeah. And together they will rule the planet and their children will rule the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, All right. So the only time setup. you need an exposition dump at the beginning is when your story and your dialogue isn't good enough to convey that during the movie. Yeah, well, that would be accurate. Yeah. I mean, I love all due love to this movie, but if you didn't have that at the beginning, yeah, I wouldn't know why we were doing what no, we were doing. You would have no idea what's going this on. This movie is not good. No. But it is lovable. It's good. This is it's not perfect. Good. Yeah. It's a we perfect example. It, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's 40 years old. Yeah. And if you, in his birthday, it's 40th birthday this year, actually. Aww. I know that because I just turned 40. Um. <laughs> But there's so many things about it. I actually read a bunch of the reviews, and I'm actually kind of surprised. Because as I was watching it, I was like, there are a lot of really, really good things about this movie. Yeah. And then there's the choreography. There's some pretty good dialogue. I mean, there's there's I, some moments where I was like, oh, all right. Okay, crawl. Yeah, and part of it feel very on brand for that fantasy style. Like, it's what an hour and a half an hour and 45 minutes so it's not like you can really dig deep on certain things yeah 
It feels pretty long. <clears throat> it felt longer than that. That's because it's boring. Oh, the, Maybe it's, they were inspired by the Star Wars, uh, like episode four, sword fighting choreography, where they didn't really try. Yeah. Like Obi-Wan yes. against Darth Vader. Right. Where it was like, goosh, it was very goosh, stiff goosh, goosh, and yeah. just bang, And then straight bang. through the clothes and, and thought, the pile hey, fell. Yeah. Star Wars was a hit with that choreography. We'll Let's, be fine. We'll put the same amount of work into our choreography. It's already Star Wars in space-ish. Star Wars on another, I guess Star Wars is on another planet, but it's like the lone hero character who gets joined by the. This Older. is, it's, but it's also kind of Lord of the Ringsy. It's yeah, like it's the right. hero's fellowship, yeah. your standard hero. Yeah, journey. yeah. Um, they we open with they're gonna get married because there's these apparently on this entire planet there's only two. No, kingdoms. Ken Marshall is American. Oh. That's what I thought, and his acting stood out. So you have these. Hi- Sorry, we're not there. No, no, you, you go, go ahead. Go. It's fine. That's what I was. You have some really highbrow English actors, yeah. and then this American. Who looks and acts like a 15-year-old boy, but with his fully bearded face, looks like a 28-year-old man. He's 32 in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And he acts like a 15-year-old child. And the actress who played Lissa, Princess Lissa, is like 19. Yeah. Okay. And they dubbed her with a British voice. That's not her voice. Interesting. They just had her do all of her lines, and then they found somebody with a British accent, and they had her dubbed, so she'd have a British accent. Because they wanted an unknown American actress, but they didn't want her to sound American, which was a... uh, That's a choice. I mean, it feels like a layer of complexity that you didn't need to have. You know, it just sounds like a studio run by a man. Yeah. Well, because we didn't pick... Nobody in this movie is really well known when this comes out. When it comes out... Yeah. Now, there's quite a few big names people in it. But looking at it at the time, it would have been like a cast of nobody's. Nobody's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's a really bit like, strange. A bit like Stardust, where we had largely unknown actors, and then you have, like, Robert De Niro, who I think Yanir was well-known at this time, the actor who played Yanir. Yeah. Because he's in Dune this year or the next year. Mm-hmm. Because he's two for Howitt mm-hmm. in Dune, the mm-hmm. 80s Dune. Yeah. That? Yeah. If, that movie. That movie. So mm-hmm. That's a whole other one. Uh, but we open with a marriage anyway. There's two country, two countries on this entire planet. Crawl well, is like this two, side and the other two side. Two countries important enough to mention. Yeah, and they are ancient enemies. Ancient, ancient. But since they each have Gen Z kids, yep. that are like okay, who boomer. seem to know each other, yeah, very but, well. Except they—that's the first time they meet. That doesn't make any sense because she goes, "Oh, I've chosen well," and he's like, "I chose well too." And I was like, oh, Kate, faded mates. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And then the, she's like, my father told me a warrior makes a bad husband. Yeah. And you're just like, well, what does that even mean? Yeah, that's what he I, says, I, too. I, I said, it depends on what they're fighting for. Yeah. Or like, but not necessarily. I mean, it just depends. Yeah. Well, they, they meet and get married, like, on the same day. She's like, we're going to get married at Moonrise. And I know we're on another planet, but we don't spend a lot of time establishing that this is another planet, and we only occasionally get hints. We have the two sons, and then we have this weird marriage ceremony where he puts out the torch in yeah, the water. no context. And he's like, I give the fire to the water, and he puts the torch out. But then in all the other scenes, his torch is lit again. Yeah. It's like they spilt, They spent so much time on the 
effects and the cinematography and all that that they completely forgot about Having world building. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. World building. Because she's like, I take the fire from the water and she pulls her hand out and there's fire in her hand. And Matt was like, wow, talk about Chekhov's rifle. And then, yeah. And then that becomes... Because immediately, yeah, a Chekhov's right, but you, I actually forgot about it until yeah. the end, and like it, they didn't give it enough oomph at the beginning of it for you to be like, oh, oh, that's gonna be relevant, yeah, because they get attacked before she can give the fire to him, yeah. So the Slayers show up, they're like climbing the castle walls. They have weapons that are lasers on one <laughs> end and sword on the other, which just keeps. Why, us why in wouldn't the, you just keep? shooting even at close quarters. I don't know why don't charge know. if you're the only ones with distance weapons. Right, just because stand back and mow them down. Know, yeah, why use your strength when you have dexterity like that? Right, because you know? the mm-hmm. Colwyn's crew doesn't have any, they don't have laser pistols. The only people that do are the Slayers. They could literally just stand on the wall and shoot everybody. They yeah. don't have to get engaged in hand-to-hand combat. they needed you to see those fight scenes where they're like, Kush. Right, sword on sword <laughs> is required Yeah, in a fantasy movie. Right. So they charge them, and then as soon as they get close enough, they flip their laser pistols around, and now they're swords. And so then we have sword fighting, which they're trying to be they're, like the action adventure. Action the adventure. slayers are not that good It was trying to be sword, sword and sorcery, but with like a sci-fi twist. I don't know. It's a confusing. It's cool. I kind of like the laser pistol sword combination, but at the same time. I don't know. In the context well, of the whole rest of the movie, it just the ends up feeling confusing. The effects at that time were pretty cool. I mean, like the lighting, that lightning showing yeah. up, like that's was novel then. Right. Right. Like it wasn't seen that often and the light, like the different colors and it's like, you know, we didn't get the uh, force lightning for a long time after that. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it was I mean, I'm sure it had been but kind of the, done before. But it's the plausibility of the like, combat tactics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they definitely... Would it make sense to actually fight that way? Well, it's like... It's like horses and machine guns in World War One. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you have horses yeah. and then machine guns. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just hadn't figured it out yet. Maybe they were still... Maybe they had just gone through an age of um, technological advance. I mean, how long had the Beast been there? The Beast just arrived on that planet. Yeah. Like, so the Slayers had just come together. Right. Probably, it'd probably been a few months. Because well, I think the Beast brought the Slayers with them. Right. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we were, maybe they were trying to, but it doesn't make sense f- to be a world conquering power to not know how to organize your laser guns. Right. To me, this is very, like we have a medieval society that's been invaded by aliens and we don't have any underlying religious reason to make this anything other than an alien invasion so you they just take it all at face value so you get to have this blend of medieval and alien invasion without having the like there's absolutely no religious aspect to it too like oh this thing came from the stars it's the beast but they're not saying it's the beast like it's satan the beast it's literally just the beast because it's beast like yeah and so i think because it's like a mountain in space and there's no I mean, there's no traditional, what we would think of as alien stuff. There's no, um, like, blinking lights. There's no flying craft. There's no nothing. Right. The, the mountain in space is moving itself somehow, but there's no, like, rockets on the back of it. Yeah, right. it's a so magical it's like, alien. Yeah. It's like the technology has become so advanced that it disappears and into yeah, the structure, magic. Yeah. and it looks like magic. Yeah. Right. 
it I was thinking about that when I was watching it too. I was like, it's hard for me to imagine magical aliens. It's yeah. like I know magic and I fantasy and I know sci-fi, but magical aliens, yeah, like where the technology is magic versus, like even in Marvel with Thor, like they make a comment about how oh this is just your science. But we know way more about it, and we call it this thing. Yeah. In this, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're supposed to, like, the mountain, when it blows up at the end, just goes up into the sky. Yeah. Okay. Just because. Just because. Yeah. That's what would happen. That's what would happen. If you had a magical mountain that had an evil beast inside of it yeah. that blew up, it would fly upwards when it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They made it up. They get to make up the rules. They do. They it's do. It's perfectly fine. The most sci-fi thing that we have are the lasers. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And we use them sparingly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why this movie sometimes feels a little bit like, oh, what am I doing? Because there's not a neat little place you can put it. You can't be like, oh, these are all my fantasy. This is my fantasy movie. It's like, it's a little bit fantasy, but you just, but with lasers. Right. It's like somebody wanted a like medieval versus sci-fi battle. And they were like, and it's kind of evenly matched. But I don't want to put the work into like the choreography and thinking about how that would actually. It was like how would the dynamics of actually would that actually work? We're just gonna make the good guys be good enough, and the bad guys are like yeah, it so incompetent that That, that, they can fight back with swords. I think that's the thing. That's probably why critics hated this because it doesn't really work. Yeah, it's like super. They were so focused on the end product that they didn't. Right. Get the process done. Yeah. Yeah. So the they all get defeated and Colin gets shot. And he's all sad and deadish, I guess. I don't know. So then the old one, Yanir, shows up with his magic self, Sav, which fixes everything. <laughs> yeah. Including death. I love it when he just like rubs like, it just up. Got, yeah. Do you think he kills him? He doesn't kill him. He just No, I think he's just he maybe he's mostly dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're just what's so funny? Oh gosh! Can I just tangent for a second? There's this whole series, and I think they did it during the pandemic, where all these celebrities made short little scenes. Like celebrities did scenes from The Princess Bride, and so I watched them all the way through the other day. Which is why when you said mostly dead, because it's from The Princess Bride, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love that. I just watched that. <laughs> Definitely re- recommend checking it out because Paul Rudd does, like, the best. Um, what was the? Dread Pirate Robinson. Yeah, Wesley. Dread Pirate Roberts, He does yeah. the best Wesley ever. So, anyways. So, Yanir shows up and he, like, spreads Sav on this, I don't know, whatever. And he, like, puts it on his shoulder. He also shames him for his feelings. Yeah, and as soon as it touches his shoulder, he's like, whoa, my God. <laughs> He's, he's a, later on, he's wearing his shirt again, and there's like a bloody hole on the front and the back. Yeah, but so he only had to it, treat the like, front because it's magic. All the way set. through his whole shoulder. Well, all yeah. I had to do was touch him, and it woke him up. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, my and he dad took died, it off a day later, and my wife and got kidnapped. Completely healed. Yeah, he's like, he's like, have you ever lost your dad and your wife in one day in your kingdom? Yeah, and Yanir's like, well, you got made king on the same day, so I don't know what you're crying about. He's like, you need to get it together. We have stuff to do. Yeah. He's like emotionless, very yeah. stoic. He's the sage. And then you've got this 15-year-old, 32-year-old man, this 15, 32-year-old. <laughs> he is, is very so apparent. Like, he's, Yeah. I don't know why they chose to go with a 
beard. They're like, you know what? We're going to make you look young but rugged at the same time. I, so I'm going to need you to be wiry and ripped with a beard and then well, act like you're a child. I mean, if we go and look at the like facial hair trends of the time, that might have been the most... Yeah, that may have been the, like the sexy trend. Yeah. No, no, I, I think it might have been so? the thing that looked the most sci-fi or uh, fantasy. Oh, gotcha. Like gotcha. it was so not common. I mean, right. think about it. I don't remember people wearing beards back then. I think they wore mustaches occasionally, but if like Star Wars, everybody's nobody has. Guinness has a beard, but he's the sage character. But he, yeah, he's the. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I think the, Lady Hawk, the, everybody's the clean shaven. Yeah. yeah. Robocop, not Robocop. <laughs> Blade Runner is right about now. Everybody's clean shaven. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all supposed to be robots. And robots don't like hair. We learned that. Murderbot told us. Yeah, but even Harrison Ford's character is like smooth shaved. But aren't we supposed to think he might be a robot? Turns yes. it, it ish. In the new Blade Runner, we established that yes, he is a replicant. No, we don't. Twenty sixty nine? 2049? No, they don't. He's aged. The replicants still age. You know what? No, we're not having a... No, they don't. He's aged. The replicants still age. You know what? No, we're not having a... This is not a podcast about Blade Runner. This is a podcast about Crawl. Well, I'm going to quote
and Arnett. Right. He didn't bring Oh, they brought 300 army. men, but they all died. Right. Cool. <laughs> so they're supposed to join armies. Because Where's the other army? lasers, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't So this glaive, which I think is the symbol of his kingdom, Colwyn's kingdom, mm-hmm. is somehow in Lissa's kingdom. Because they're able to, he's like, well, it's in that mountain, like the second tall. You see the second one over there on the right. left? It's like five minutes away it's, from it's Lissa's castle. There. It's fine. It's right up there. And so this is when we get our rock climbing scene. Mm-hmm. Where he's a like, long, a long, and it's beautiful. Yeah. I was literally thinking, wow, you put a cameraman on a mountain over there. Yeah. To film over there. There's one part where I didn't even see him. I just thought it was a still photo of a mountain. No, because he's, cause he's tiny so little. Then, yeah, he's hopping around. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Someone make that choice. Yeah. But like, this will be... and it's With super because, optimistic music playing over the background. Yeah, and it's stunning. Like, you're like, yeah. wow, where is this? I think it's in Italy, because I looked up where they went. They were in it- England and Italy. Yeah. And it made me look it up and be like, oh, where are those mountains? Yeah, it was really pretty. Super pretty. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Absolutely. is this the actor? Like, who is that? I must it was been... him. That was it him. It was him. He did all of his own wow. stunts. Okay. Like, they would have paid a stunt. <laughs> stunt <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know stuntmen because yeah. they wanted the choreography to be as stale as possible. It's fine. <laughs> they just let everybody wing it. <laughs> I have a feeling Kate has an opinion about the choreography. I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling it. Is this it something the, that comes up? I don't know. Like, have I made that clear? Right I'm now. unsure. Yeah. yeah. Probably going to uh, mention it. It's like how I feel about Game of Thrones. Yeah. The director but, was just like, make it look good. He's like, I no, don't that's know wrong. Make it look good. Yeah. Very communicative. Now do Effective it communicator. Now do yeah. it again, but better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he do it differently. Yeah. But, but no specific instructions. Yeah. yeah. But he finally climbs high enough that he finds the rock vagina that the glaive is in. Yeah. With, yeah. And then Matt goes, I think it's in the core. <laughs> And I said, good thing it's warm and moist in there. Because so oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ready for his entrance. Because oh, it just goes God. in and there's literally like lava-ish something flowing down Oh, the it side. looks like the slime from Ghostbusters and, 2. And he looks down and there's the glaive. Like nobody found this. Just like swirling. Yeah. I mean, I really do like the part. And it was it made an, it made an impression on my young kid brain when he like pulls it up and the like charcoal the just, crust the crust off. just yeah. tumbles yeah. off i mean that's pretty cool and luckily he's holding it in the right place because then the blades come out and he doesn't cut his arm yeah slice him yep and <laughs> if you <laughs> if you watch him throw that thing later on you're like jesus because the way you have to like because it the, it's not like the claws it seems to uh, we can talk about that another yeah. time it seems yeah. to like connect to him the Via first... some sort of force or power. Yeah. Well, this they're not humans, remember. They're Krullian. They're okay. crawlers. Crawlers. <laughs> they are crawlers. <laughs> I told Rachel there's crawl, and then there's the sequel, crawler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's so, so we don't know the rules. Apparently, crawlers are also fire resistant. Because lava, he just, they're lava proof. He just reaches in the lava and pulls it out. I mean... It's not the first time we've seen that. So, and, and we know it's lava because when his hand goes in, He's flames also, burst out. They there's also a um, pro, prophet pro, prophecy a prophecy about him having the ability, and they say only the right guy can get it. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I'm the right guy. Let's go do this." He's like, "Maybe I am. I'm gonna stick my hand in this lava." Yeah, maybe it's because the marriage ceremony was interrupted, and he was as part of the ceremony. 
He was ready to receive the fire from his wife. He was ready to receive her fire. He was ready to receive her fire. And so he, while they're in this weird state in the middle of the ceremony, he's fire resistant. Yeah. Sure. So, you know what? Okay. We'll it's fine. That. It's, it's cool. You fixed it's it. It's fine. Thanks. It's fine. And then yeah. he tucks it into his belt. No, it yeah, has own, its own little carrier space. The blade yeah. is definitely not close to anything delicate. Yeah. Well, but the 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 glaive the glaive seems to respond to him. Oh yeah, he, some he, sort he controls of like, it psychically. Yeah. It's, it's like a symbiotic relationship. Right, yeah. but what if, what if he accidentally it, deployed the blades? Yeah, it would cut off his nuts. Whew. His yeah. um. Or his wrist, it would slice his wrist down the street, not across the river. So it would be pretty, mm. like, dangerous. pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like the... So... And then <laughs> they're, they're like, they're have you ever played along. disc golf? Have you, you know disc golf? Yeah. yeah that's right. how, that's how you should feet. look. Like a nice graceful... <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what he looks like he when threw he... Threw it. <laughs> threw it and I did the... From, from Zena. <laughs> I never watched Zena, but that's really oh funny. Oh. She made that sound every time. She had like a um, has a special name, but it's a blade in a circle. Okay, and she would throw it. That was part of her. And like, she stick. made that sound. Yeah, she'd make like a. I'm not making the sound again. It's like a she, war call. It, she'd a war make cry. Like a war cry every time she threw it. It wasn't you, psychically like you can, you can her, sample but. it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I have to find some Zena. Yeah, which um, Lucy Lawless did an interview recently, and they were like, "So tell us, we're." Zena and Gabby, a couple, because Lucy travels. Or Lucy's character, Zena, travels around. Yeah, with, I thought they. Yeah. And she I... was like, uh, "Yeah, we were a couple." Yeah, but it was the '90s, and we couldn't say that. But didn't they? They came out on the show. Yeah. Eventually. No, not on the show. Are you sure? I mean, they might as well have, but I don't think we ever said the words that they were in a relationship. Oh, I thought that happened. I thought I remember that, but I, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. So I was like, yes. I loved Zena way better than, well, thank goodness I did, because the guy who did Hercules has gone off the rails, so. Uh, Kevin Sorbo? Kevin oh, Sorbo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. he, We I don't think we're allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, so then yeah. we get our creepy scene. <laughs> that's, anyway. like the, that's like the one thing she won't let us talk about. We're not, <laughs> we're limited. <laughs> but then we get the creepy scene where she's standing in the eye. And this is a good example of how every once in a while, that while this movie pulls something out that you're like, okay, that was pretty cool. And it's where we start out way back and it looks yeah, like an eye. Yeah, the visual here. And when you really zoom cool. in, she's the pupil inside this eye. Yeah, yeah. she's like the glint on the pupil. Well, yeah. and the I thought the mountain was really cool. I mean, it looks, every part of it looks like a carapace or like yeah. a hand or a claw or a backbone, like a a, yeah. a like, spine like connected. It had this very... Like the beast is the castle. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. It was really neat to look at. Like whoever they hired to be the visual artist or the set designer, what what is that term called? In I think a set designer. Set designer. Yeah. Or um, yeah, the yeah, director does of the miniatures. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. And yeah. They did a great job. That they spent money on. That person was talented. Yeah. 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 And the costume designer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, but we're, the Beast is trying to get her to marry him. Because whoever she chooses is the one who gets to rule the world and then the galaxy. So Oh, so there's a reason for there's that. There's a reason. Oh, they're trying I was to they're really, competing for her to choose them. Really not on board with that. Because, I didn't understand. Because it's who she chooses. That's who gets so to be there. Right. Yeah. Whoever marries this princess who has this old name. Princess Lissa. Right. Yeah. 
she, yeah, their child, whoever she has a child with, will rule the galaxy. Uh, and right. he knows that. Right. Okay, because it didn't make sense to me that this big, powerful world conqueror was just like, I had his that. eyes, that one. That one. That one. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, if she chooses the other guy, he loses. The right. beast loses. Right. Uh, so they go, they need to figure out where the castle is because the castle appears and disappears every single day at dawn. Yeah. And you never know where it's going and it's never in the same place twice. And so they're going to go see the blind seer. Right. The emerald seer. Well, and make a point, Yanir, is that how we say his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he is very much like, there's one way to do this. Yeah. We're going to go see the seer. But here, yeah. Here's how I felt. Yanir finds um, Colwyn. And he's like, okay, Colwyn, grabs him by the hand and drags him. Okay, you need to go get the glaive. Go. And then he comes back. He's like, okay, now we're going this way. And then along the way, they meet up with the band of bandits. The rogues, bandits, whatever. Yeah. And then Colwyn has his, you know, moment in the in the focus, whatever. And his his charisma convinces them to join. And then Yanir is like, his BDE. okay, anyway, grabs Colwyn's hands. Now we need to go this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's and Yanir drags, like a campaign. Yanir drags yes, it is. Colwyn like, through the entire movie. Like each day the writers had a 20-sided die. <laughs> and they were like, where do we go today? Yeah, let's roll for it. Let's roll for it, exactly. <laughs> let's roll for it. What do we think? Because he's like, oh, this is the only way we have to get the seer. Yeah. This is the right. only way to do this. Right. Seer dies. There's another way. <laughs> I know. Way. I know one other way. Yeah, it'll be fine. I didn't it'll mention be it before because, but it's a long shot. It's a little yeah, because it's my. It's the love of my life my that ex. I'm estranged from because yeah. I chose Judy and whatever over Her. this woman. Yeah, and she was so broken up about it. She cursed herself to be stuck in this web forever. Oh, that's not even the worst part. Yeah, she had a child and murdered it. Yeah, because it looked like because me. she was so upset at her husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the cool part. Yeah. Well, we're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we have to get our, we have our sage, we need our fool. The hero's journey always has a sage and a fool. So we have to get our fool. And that fool is Ergo. And he shows up right now. Yeah. They're yeah, just I've, traveling. The teacher from Willy Wonka. Yeah. The teacher. Do you know who I am? With you. Do you know who I am? No. I am Ergo the Magnificent. Short in stature, tall in power. Narrow a purpose and wide vision, and I do not travel with peasants and beggars. Goodbye. Ergo? Yeah. 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 He's like, I'm <laughs> short in stature. Like and wide of vision. Yeah. <laughs> I do not travel with what's he say? Peasants and beggars. Yeah. Goodbye. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's great. He's like a great part of the movie. He's one of our most emotionally mature characters in the entire yes, show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of saved it. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He shows up, he's great. I think him turning into the goose, all the animals he turns into. Yes, hysterical. Are so great. The yeah. freaking right. he's beagle so puppy. Are you kidding he's so sarcastic. He's so aggressive. I know. Are you kidding yeah. me? I know. The puppy is so cute. And it's so poignant in the moment. Like, it's a very emotionally mature thing for him to do. <clears throat> but we get our glimpse of the Cyclops. Because Ergo's going to leave. Ergo's going to leave. And he sees the Cyclops. And he runs back and jumps on Colvin's horse. And that's when he's like, I've got urgent business. Staying alive because he doesn't want to get because Cyclops are foreign. They 
He doesn't know what it is. Right. He thinks it's just another monster. And that's when we run into our merry band of thieves. So we head through this very strategic. If I was playing D&D and somebody put up this map, I would know we were about to have an encounter. Because there's one entrance on one side, one entrance exit on the other side, and and lots of hiding places. Yeah. A bunch of places that block your line of sight. Yeah. So they all pop, they pop out, and this is when we get little baby Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, he's so cute with the chin strap beard. Yeah, yeah, and Keegan. eight wives. Yeah, and eight wives. <laughs> yes, and the, his polyamorous robber. Right, but I don't think they know about. They, him. they have they no don't. idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, they he's all like, think he's a faithful he, he's man. A traveling he's like, man. I think he says, my, "Yeah, it's just to say, faithful." Loyalty is my middle name. And at the end, when he dies, he says, "Tell Mirith I love her." What about the other seven? <laughs> right, that's just the one wife we saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'd forgotten about them plot wise by then. It's yeah, fine. and we also get Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, Hagrid, little baby Hagrid. Yep. Yeah, Matt was like, oh, because it's he died. Hagrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're not the leader. The leader is Turquoise. Turquoise, and he is. I I think okay. So that actor's name is Alan Armstrong, and I noticed that. His emotional depth and acting in this movie felt really out of place because it was done so well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, are you, I you agree. know This is you a are. classic British trained actor. Did you watch Jupiter Ascending? Is that the movie with Channing Tatum? Yes. And yeah. Mila Kunis? Yeah. Uh, I did. And, and Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne is in Jupiter Ascending. And Eddie Redmayne is going so hard. Like... He signed up for this role, or his agent signed him up for this role, and he's going to be goddamned if he's going to be bad in this role just because it's a bad movie. Right, he's the big evil bad guy, and he <laughs> and he goes, he goes so hard. He the crushes whole it. Movie and everyone he else carries the movie. Everyone else knows what movie they're in, except Eddie Redmayne. Like so, it, they they they're escalating the drama, right? The scope of the whole conflict, and and then you find out, okay. Here's the the guy in charge of everything, and he's, he's if Eddie he Redmayne. didn't if he didn't commit to the the whole character portraying like every aspect of this character, all the drama was going to collapse. But he commits and he holds up the tension, and that's what makes the movie succeed. Is because he, otherwise it would just be so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's almost. It just is. It stands out so much compared to our main character, yeah, who yes. is not a good actor in any sense no. of a word that means acting, because <laughs> he he is just smiling like a yeah. small child boy the whole time. Like yeah. every scene, he has no emotional journey. It, He's no. there for eye candy, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. And his intense choreography and he just and those pants like someone needs to wear the pants they like literally that's how whoever the showrunner whoever made this movie that's how they introduced this that's how they were like this man can wear these no they just brought the pants in yeah and they were like imagine a world with these (laughs) pants yes where our hero wears Wears these these pants pants. and they were like sold fine whatever what budget do you need 30 mil got you got you how big of a sound stage you need three of them 23 sets i got you you want the 007 stage it's yours it's yours it's yours (laughs) it'd be like using the volume you want to make it into a swamp so you literally have to take a boat out into the set oh yeah yeah. sure and um okay so we're not there yet so i won't bring it up but this movie does cause some of that childhood trauma because, you know, we all grew up thinking quicksand was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all grew up thinking we were going to run into quicksand somewhere. 
Yeah. And we were all going to somehow. That's because they used it a lot in the 80s. It's so in Princess much. Bride. It's in this. But like, I it's don't... a never ending story. Yeah. And yeah. it really didn't turn out to be that big of a deal, guys. I don't even know where you can actually find quicksand. <laughs> like, where does it exist? During like an earthquake? What maybe? climate has quicksand? I don't know. Krull? <laughs> Fantasia? <laughs> And uh, what's it? and quicksand, like real quicksand, doesn't actually pull you the under. Fire swamp. Like yeah. you, you are less dense than the quicksand. So right. if you just stay still, you went, you float to the top. Yeah. Okay. Thank like you. Like when when you move, it like reduces the surface tension around you, and that's how you sink. Is like just wig. If you just wiggle yourself around. I end up wiggling the chair if I move too much while yeah, I'm talking. Don't I know? But yeah, if if you shake yourself, like wiggle your arms and legs, like try to swim, then you will slowly sink into the quicksand. Yeah, it's called liquefaction. But if you hold still, you slowly float up. It's the same thing that happens during an earthquake. That's why sometimes you'll see buildings that are like sunken in the earth, and it's because when the earth shakes, it's the water rises to the surface. Yeah, it's just, if you take sand and water in a container. And you shake it. Yeah, and that makes sense. It's like when it's you're the at the thing. beach and you wiggle. You have to wiggle your way into the sand yes. yeah. versus just standing on the sand. Right. Right. Well, we all grew up. I've seen so many memes about it, and it's hysterical <laughs> every single time. Where it's like, I grew up thinking that quicksand was a lot more of a danger than it the, actually yes. Like, I need quicksand yeah. insurance. Right. Because <laughs> you never know <laughs> when you will come across. Right. I, well, I'm going to have lots a, of... Like daydreams where I practice. How am I going to get out yeah. of the quicksand? We learned if I about fall it in school. It. Remember, they're like lay down flat, like try to grab a branch. No <laughs> way. Yeah. So we learned about how to escape quicksand <laughs> in school, and you're like, oh my god, this could happen to me at any moment. I mean, it's Every like, adult it's like, has to be prepared hey guys, for this. Uh, today we're gonna have our tornado <laughs> drill. Tomorrow we will stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. And on the third day, we're gonna learn how to not drown in quicksand. In quicksand. Well, nobody taught these people because they almost do. But they to do be fair, they do lose magic, a friend. It's magic quicksand. Yeah. Uh, but we get our second like Cyclops witness thing here, where Ergo sees the Cyclops and passes out, and they bring him back with the salve. He like swipes it across. It's like smelling his salts. <laughs> yeah, he and does. Ergo's like, oh my god, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we learned about the Cyclops that they're actually aliens from another planet. Yeah. And they gave up their second eye so that Ancient they could see the future. Ancient enemies of the Beast and the yeah. Slayer. Right, because the beast tricked them, and the only future they can see is their own death. And this guy, this the guy who plays Rel, the Cyclops, is six foot seven already. Yep. And then they put him in lifts, and then he has this prosthetic over his eyes, so he actually couldn't see, which is why he's standing still half the movie. Because which the scenes where he is moving are Terrifi- doubly impressive, terrifying. Yeah. Knowing that he can't actually see. Uh, yeah. when he's running through the swamp. Mm-hmm. And so, back up. The swamp stage, I read a little bit of a... Sorry. <laughs> went running through the the swamp stage, so it was really, really cold outside. So those people were all, like, freezing yeah. to death in this, oh, in this swamp. And that's one of the things that's so inconsistent is that you get this... We're outside in the daylight a lot, and then we're on a soundstage. Yeah. So we... This back and forth between, like... Here and here, there's just no. Yeah. Well, the part it's where not they fluid at all. Sorry. The part where they sink in the swamp is actually dyed cork that they floated on the surface of the water. That makes so much sense. And it looks like cork. Yeah. Honestly, it looked. Matt was like, 
what did they? Maybe I, that's I thought, sawdust. Maybe we were it was to like sawdust what, or something. No, it looks. It, would it, it does definitely look like cork. Yeah, because they're walking through the swamp, and all of a sudden they start to sink, which is the beast. The beast is trying to stop them from right. finding the seer because he, even the beast, knows the absolute only way for now that they can find the iron castle is the seer. And so it knows it's on their way. They are on their way, so it sinks them. And they lose one of their friends, which I love how he pushes the bag towards them, like, save the bacon. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Don't go hungry. And as, as soon as they lose this hand, they're like, oh, well, he was a nice guy. And then grab his rucksack. I got the bag. And they yeah. grab the bag, and they pull them back in. And we don't ever mention the quicksand. I mean, we kind of do because this is when the – oh, we'll do that later. Oh, that's later. We do that after we get the Emerald Seer because that's when the Emerald's here dies yeah yeah because we go to like a magic door and we get through this magic door and the emerald seer is there and i remember always well, the, thinking, the swamp is when the emerald seer is with them yeah they have to go through the right. swamp Wait, to get to but the... i know i got out of okay. order i'm sorry that's Rot, okay so they weren't fun. sure they rolled for uh, it it's so it's fine it's fine fine you know what? if that didn't make sense it wasn't going to make sense if i went in order so it really, it really yeah, doesn't yeah even if we went through this movie in order it's well and i <laughs> You know, one of the things that I read that people would like that one of the things that's great is this would be on like USA TNT when we were yeah. little kids, TBS, yeah. oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. is one of those Sunday movies that if it's on and you can really come in the way that it's like split up, you yeah. really can come in at any part and not feel like you missed anything no. and watch a little bit of it. And you you got yourself a nice little 15 minute segment of a fantasy film. Yeah. And then you can walk right. away it's and like. It's visually entertaining. Yeah. It's beautiful to look at. are yeah. sometimes funny. Yeah. That's yeah, mostly right? what you need. Yeah, yeah. I actually have in my notes right here the main actor's pants with an exclamation mark, and then because he has this power stance that he does every time he right. has to stand still. When he stands still, he like sticks his knee out a little bit and turns his leg to the side. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he probably just needed to like air out his ma- balls. No, well, I, w- that, I was thinking that's like the way ma- his balls breathe. <laughs> I was thinking maintain circulation through his legs because yeah. the pants are so tight. Right. But we get to the, okay, guys, we get to the Emerald Seer, okay? And we get in his little house. And he the has, Emerald, I always thought the Emerald Seer was super creepy. I don't, something well, about him is horrifying. Really he's really horrifying. And Yanir's like, it's because he's very soft oh, looking. Hey, can you let me in? Like and he's, then, and yeah. then there's a line in the rock and they walk right. through. And it, he's very, like, I don't know, because he's got this blousy, like, flowing robe on. All of his hair looks super soft. He looks and really coiffed. monochromatic. Yeah. He's like, all Soft, super pale. pale. His eyes are closed. Yeah. We know later on he gets super scary. Yeah. And makes one of those scary sounds. Yeah. Like he is terrifying. And right. I remember watching it again and being like, oh, yeah, he's still terrifying. Yeah. And there's something about that green that is kind of menacing to me, too. Like the, the it's, saturation. It's like poison green. The sat- yeah. The saturation yeah. of that green. It's yeah. not like. Yeah. It well, feels really scary yeah and they use a giant emerald to see and this emerald was actually like suspended from the ceiling and they had it spin so yeah, this was, was like a, pr- a thing happening directly in front it's of them. what are those happens. called physical like practical practicals effect. it was a practicals pr- yeah i mean it's not cg obviously so it has to be a practical effect yeah which at the beginning when the glaive is flying through space matt was like well, some really nice cg i was like that is not cg that is <laughs> Somebody just threw the stupid glaive thing, like Wait. swung it around on a string. Well, they, they probably had it spinning on a post, and then they moved the camera around. Like, that's how Star Wars did a lot of the yeah. ship effects, is the the ships were on posts, and these were stationary. Right. And then the, the camera would move to simulate the mm. ship moving. So, big shocker. <laughs> 
Kill the it. emerald seer can't see the iron castle because the beast blocks his vision. Blows up the emerald. Yeah, and so they're like, well, okay, let's roll for it. Like, oh. Yeah, let's roll. We rolled an intelligence check and we remembered <laughs> that there was a temple in the middle of the swamp where the beast has the no emerald, dominion. The emerald temple. Yeah, so we can go out there. I can do my thing there and we'll be fine. We'll be able to see where, you know, we just have to get to it. We have to go through this menacing-ass swamp, which is going to be totally fine. And then we'll be able to see where the beast is going to be, um, which hopefully it's close. Or maybe they were just going to hang out in this temple and check every day until it was somewhere closer. There they are. Are you okay? I just couldn't find my glasses. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, where are they? Where my, where's my face? I like all of a sudden was like, where did they go? Yeah. Yeah. They're so, going out to the swamp. And we have the little kid Titch. So we Titch pick is up, so cool. We pick up Titch and we pick up the Emerald Seer. He's so, you know what? It's really hard for me in 2023 to not see how traumatized this little old soul kid is. Yeah. He does not get to be a kid. No. The mm-hmm. most kid he gets to be is to love that little puppy. Yeah. Because he has to and take has, care of the Emerald so Seer. Kind. Like everything yeah. that the yeah, Emerald Seer like a, needs day to day. He's an adult. Yeah. yeah. And that's why Farah gets to be an old 19-year-old. Yeah. Because I imagine they all grow up like Titch, where they're just not able to be kids. No. I mean, he's like another part of the par- – like another – Member of the party. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when the Cyclops joins them. Yeah, they head out to the swamp. and he's one of the coolest characters ever. Yeah, yeah. Rel. and they and they pull him off pretty well. Yeah, he. I mean, he's good for nineteen eighty three. This is a forty year old movie. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, and this is when they're talking about what would they want. Titch is like, well, I'd want a puppy, and Ergo's like, why one puppy? Wouldn't you want like a bunch of puppies? You can have like a hundred puppies. Wouldn't you want a hundred puppies? And Titch is like, no, I want one puppy. And then they ask Rel, what would you want if you could wish for anything? And he's like, ignorance, ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, Rel, thanks. Yeah. Really yeah. bringing the tone down, what we're trying to go <laughs> yeah. for here. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're trying to keep our mood up while we yeah, go I know, through this creepy swamp. I know, everyone else is here, and Rel's like, I would like to not know how I was going to well, die. Well, meanwhile, the leader of the bunch is just over there like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Colwyn. <laughs> I know. Rel like, is the most uh, somber character, which is probably why he feels the most. I mean, if the like, only vision that you had all the time was your demise, yeah. You might be a little melancholy, too. Right. Maybe that's what Colin <laughs> the, needed. The weight of the world. Yeah. Colin yeah. obviously... He needed in, some perspective. Yeah. 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 He did not seem to understand the stakes. No. He was just, like, flying through it. And, I mean, I guess I get that because, like, Luke kind of had that, like, boyful presence. And, you know, as we see the Skywalker... Yeah, but he gets growth. Like, he grows. And when sad things happen, he's sad. Yeah, or screaming. Yeah. Right, like he loses Obi-Wan in the first movie. Yeah. Right, so he has actual emotional impact in the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Which I love the part where it's Princess Leia and she's like, oh yeah, my entire planet just got blown up, um, but please tell me about how you're sad about that guy you met a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it Alderaan that gets blown Alderaan. up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I knew that, but I don't think I ever connected that, like, every time we see Alderaan in one of these shows, that shit's going to blow up. All of it. All of it. The whole thing. In, like, the first 15 minutes of episode four. Yeah. Yeah, so this is when you get our quicksand. The quicksand sucks down Mano, I think is his name. Um, But not his pack, which... 
thank God. That's where the bacon is. The didn't lose those, those supplies. Yeah. And this is when the seer is killed, because they all leave the seer to go try to save right, the and people. They, in they the form quicksand. a human chain. Right. And they're just like, here, sit here. It's fine. There's nothing around. Clearly nothing menacing is happening. This doesn't feel like a trap at all. It'll be perfectly okay. And the seer gets killed by a changeling. So it's somebody who looks exactly like the seer. Except the changelings all have creatures. like solid black eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is when Colwyn comes up and he's like, come on, I'll help you. And he takes the seer's hand and puts it on his shoulder. And the seer's like, thank you. I'm going to slit your slit your throat with, with my, my creepy ass hands. My creepy talon hands. And then we get our creepy slayer scream. Because I think Rel, real, no, Rel finds the seer's dead body. Yeah, yeah. he sees and then, the seer's body. And him running through up. the woods is like... It's terrifying a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And he hits him with the, his, like, spear, his multi-ended spear thing. Yeah. And then we get our yeah creepy slayer scream as the his the face twang. melts. His face melts. The seer's whole. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, like, like, bubbles up and melts, yeah. which is also, also pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That's when I realized you couldn't show the kids this movie. No. It's too much for the kids. All right. So then we get Kate's favorite part. Almost, because now that we don't have the seer, oh. of course, the seer was absolutely the only way we could find the Iron Castle, except for the other way that we can find the Iron except Castle. Except for the other way. Well, I, I also have to, we we have to bring up the fact that they're in the middle of this fucking adventure, and like, okay, so Yenir is about to head off and go to my favorite part. Yeah. But the rest of the party is... Just out in the woods. Hanging out. And they're like, hey, Keegan. Is that his name? Yeah. Hey, Keegan, doesn't one of your wives live near here? And he's like, yeah, I mean, one of them moved down to the other bend of the river, but my other wife, she lives nearby. And they're like, okay, tell her to come make us some food. And then two women just show up. (laughs) And are like making (laughs) them food. To cook for them. To cook for them. Yeah. Because they're tired and and they're too tired to hunt. Well, it just, to me, it's not even about, I don't even care about, like, it's the women that show up. I'm more just talking about, like, the convenience of people being so close that they just came to the woods. It's like they're on the greenway in a (laughs) major city. And they've been camping (laughs) and hanging out on the greenway. (laughs) And just literally at any moment, they could hop off trail. And someone's going to come and make them some food. Yeah, go go to the grocery store, pick up a couple of chicks. Yeah, that's how convenient it seemed. They're like, we're pretty hungry. Let's uh, go get one of your wives. Yeah. And she just comes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And brings her friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like they're on the greenway. And yeah. they're just, yeah, on this. And it takes you out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, what What do you mean? They're, you're not, how populated is this world? Like, yeah. Well, how far from cities are you that you're. Guess not too far. You're acting like you're the only ones for miles. But clearly you're not because yeah. you're too tired to hunt. But you're not too tired to like walk over, walk into town. They literally just like headed up over the berm that separated the greenway from like a major industrial center yeah. walked through the parking lot <laughs> made a phone call <laughs> and got some girls to come out yeah that's exactly what it, yes that's exactly what it feels like meanwhile not far from here there is a giant cave with a magical spider and a magical spider web that has a woman in the middle of it that everybody knows about because he's like, oh, we're going to go see the widow of the web. And they're <gasps> not all like, the widow of the web. They're like, not the widow of the web. Nobody goes in there and comes out alive. And he's like, it's okay. I know her name. 
And they're like, how do you know her name? And he's like, don't ask questions. <laughs> Just don't ask. <laughs> Just yeah, don't ask. Don't ask any questions. Yeah. Well, and I forgot completely that because this movie's so wild, you don't, there's no, like, nothing stands out to you yeah. when they're doing the exposition, right? You don't remember anything they said. So I don't remember this prophecy he mentioned. So literally, when he goes in there and we learn her name, I'm like, what? She has the same name? That doesn't make any sense. It yeah, didn't make any sense. Because we only mentioned the prophecy one, one time. time. And it's at the very beginning in the exposition dump, which plays over the credits. Right. Yeah. So how was I supposed to remember that an old name was supposed to be, you know, I was just like, that's really stupid. Why yeah. would you give them both the same name? Like, I had to go on IMDb and be like, wait, do they have the same name? Yeah. Am I wrong? Because <laughs> we only say Am her I name wrong? a couple times, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Princess yeah. Princess Lissa. Yeah. Yeah, we don't get enough repetition for the viewer to remember these things because so much else is happening. Yeah. you got to refresh me on this stuff because in the meantime, I've met a guy that can turn into a goose. I've hooked up with a band of bad guys who are not bad guys. We've sunken in the... They're not bad the, guys. The, the terrible... <laughs> Yeah, we've met the Emerald Seer. The Emerald Seer died. The, I mean, we climbed a mountain. We climbed a mountain. We found. I mean, a lot has happened. Yeah, and we have not refreshed anybody's memory on why we're doing anything that we're doing. Mm -mm. Motivations unclear, except that Coleman is wants to rescue Lissa, and for some reason, his big dick energy was enough to get everybody on board with him doing this. Yeah, yeah, he's a salesman. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the part, the reason why Rachel called this my favorite part is because when I was in college, my buddy Jack and I, Jack was one of my, like, best friends, and we, I think we got high one day and watched this movie, and so one of the ways that we would greet each other, like, constantly, like, still, 20 years later, I will get a random text or I will randomly text him, I seek the I seek the widow. <laughs> and like, that's it. That's all we say. Because, <laughs> so when they mentioned crawl, that was literally the first thing I said to yeah. Rachel and Matt was that, that line, because that's what stands out to me about the entire movie. Yeah. So, I seek the widow. Jack, if you're ever listening to this, hey, bud, hope you're doing all right. Because <laughs> you'll probably get a text from me in like three years that says I seek the widow. Yeah. And have you listened to my podcast, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to him. I'll send it to him tomorrow. I'll be like, hey, buddy, uh, you, I mentioned you here. <laughs> good thing we had good times. And this is when um, it slows. Well, it doesn't really slow down here very much. But I spent a few minutes IMDBing, obviously, because here's where I have all the notes about where what everybody else played in. So Lisette, who plays Lissa, she was in Dracula Dead and Loving It. She's Lucy. Did you ever see Dracula Dead and Loving It? That was with uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. It's a Mel Brooks movie with Liam Neeson. And Which like, one? The Lisa? Lisa? Yeah. Princess Lisa. Really? Yeah. She's Lucy. I don't remember that movie, but I'm not into vampires like you are. It's uh, one of my least favorite Mel Brooks movies, so I wouldn't be surprised. It's like Mel Brooks meets like campy 90s comedy humor. I don't think I've seen it. We'll have to watch it then. Maybe. Cause it's, Add it to the list. It's funny in that it's funny in the way that we like things to be funny, which is a little bit because it's supposed to be funny and a little bit just because it's aged so poorly that uh, oh, it's yeah. funny anyway. Yeah, heard. Yeah. Oh, this is when I was finding their ages too, that Colin is actually, the actor who plays Colin is 12 to 13 years older than the actress who plays his wife, his yeah, that's, betrothed. 
Which is pretty <clears throat> obvious. Yeah, it breaks the half plus seven rule. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I read about this was the first scene that they filmed in the soundstage. Oh. It was like the first scene. The widow scene? Yeah. Oh. It was um, y- Yunrin. Yunir. Yunir. I've only seen it written. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Except for watching the movie. Except yeah. for hearing it. Every well, they time. don't say his name very often. They yeah. call him yeah, the I old think... one. And I've only, I literally yes. saw it on the subtitles. <laughs> They call him the old one. I just remember um, thinking. I, think I just I hear remember his name twice. I think in the movie. Yeah, and I just remember thinking, ugh, typical fucking fantasy name. Have no vowels, you know, except for Y. Sometimes Y, I guess. Um, but so if you notice, there's cables, right? Yeah, yeah. He's walking oh, yeah, on the cables. Ropes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they didn't harness him. He has no safety harness on. I don't think it's very high off the ground, but he was climbing on that with. With no cables because they didn't have a way to, to remove, remove them. them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you read about the filming of The Wizard of Oz and all the people that like were Got hospitalized. Injured. Yeah. And like because of the lead-based paint that they and were covered fire. in. Well, the lead-based paint. Oh, they were yeah. actually brushing powdered tin. On the Tin Man's face, like yeah. powdered aluminum, and so he got like a lung infection from inhaling powdered aluminum. Smart. And then there's the scene where the witch backs into the. She has to go down this little elevator while the fire explodes all at the same time. So she'll disappear into the fire, and the fire exploded before she went down the elevator. She got like third degree burns, and then they had to remove her makeup because it is copper based, and it would have been toxic to leave it on. So she had third degree burns and had to have her makeup removed. They had to scrub her face. Wow. Yeah. That is a different time. Yeah. And then they wanted to know when she'd be ready to. Did that? Did that get the best picture, or did Gone with the Wind? I can't remember. Because you know those came out the same year. No. Did you know that? that. Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz were up against each other in best picture. So I think Gone with the Wind got it. But yeah, can you imagine? It was a good year for movies. It was a good year for movies. Yeah. Uh, So this is Yanir is heading into this magical web. And in the meantime, uh, we have another. We have two other stories. We were seeing the beast, and the beast is tempting Lissa with like a crown and a beautiful robe. And he's like, "Well, your betrothed is going to betray betray you too, because the woman that Keegan's wife brings is a changeling." And so the changeling is attempting to seduce Colwyn, which he is totally un unaware of. He's oblivious. She's like. I could keep you company. I could comfort you. And he's like, no, I'm good, actually. Okay. She's <laughs> like, I've well, been so no, lonely. He, I need somebody to comfort she's me. He's pretty loyal. He's yeah. pretty faithful. Yeah, he's like, I mean, no, he definitely no. says, I have a bride. I mean, he acknowledges. Right. He's yeah. like, I'll, yeah, he's I'll, a I'll, good yeah, I'll tell you what you the, need. This is like, I need someone. In his immaturity, him. he's also very driven and yeah. faithful to this lovely 19-year-old. Uh, irresistible, because this is when we get the changeling who's like, I could have killed you. I've loved you since the moment I met yeah, you. But in the moment I knew you, I loved you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Princess Lissa's like, see? <laughs> you never you're betrayed, betrayed. You're the <laughs> yeah. one who's betrayed. And, and he's like, shucks. <laughs> he's like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. And then Yanir is still making his way through the web. <laughs> With the the see through spider, yeah, the, the creepy the spider, yeah, and the she turns. Isn't that how Crow came up? Yeah, I think so. Because we have a um, sand an hourglass in yeah. the pod studio, and so she turns the hourglass to give him time because it makes the spider pause, mm-hmm. and that way he can get to the middle and he meets Lissa, who is the woman inside this abode 
in the middle of this web. Mm-hmm. And she is the woman who plays the Lady Jessica in Dune, which comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always thought she's very striking. Like, she just, because he shows Lady her. Lady Jessica in, in Dune. The one in the 80s. Yeah, the 80s Dune. Yeah, she, and she's stunning. Yeah. 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 And he, they had a relationship. Uh, we don't know when, because we don't know how old they actually I are. I think they're pretty old. Yeah. I think they're mythical. Because yeah, he's the too. old one, and she's the widow of the web. Right. And at one point, they were together enough that she had a son. And when he left her for duty, and she had the son, she took her hatred of him out on the son and killed him as soon as he was born. And so her punishment is that she's stuck in this web forever. Yeah, this is written by men. And anybody who, yes. <laughs> women don't kill their children. <laughs> yeah, women don't kill their children. They also don't get so broken up because that douchebag left them that they curse themselves to be stuck inside a spider web forever. Yeah, right. yeah. that's not how yeah. it actually. Also, I mean, she's not a widow. mental illness. Unless she was married again because he's not dead. Right. So she's just the spinster in the web. I don't know what you want to call that. Yeah. <laughs> Which the root word for spinster I found out the other day. The reason we call them spinsters is it was a woman who was so good at her craft that she could support herself. That was the original meaning of the word spinster. So a woman that could support herself, not someone who has aged out of marriage. Oh, that makes so much more sense. I have actually been using that term to describe myself frequently. So cool. There you go. Now you know. I, I mean, I think it's a You great... don't need a man. Yeah. No. I know. I mean, but she gets he gets into this little sphere thing and he's like well we need to know where the iron castle is because there's a girl there and she has your name and the lady's like oh my god she has my name <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> we're like soul sisters Did or you? whatever <laughs> holy cow <laughs> which she, she may have been aware of the prophecy and like oh okay oh the, the princess that has my, my name, name yeah is the person yeah and prophecy. that makes more sense because she's like you know what I'm done living this life. Yeah. And he gifts her with the vision of what he still sees her as. Because she's old when he gets in there, but then she's young. Because that's how he still sees her. Which Matt right. was like, oh, she definitely wouldn't be wearing clothes if that's how he sees her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, way to bring down the tone of the moment. <laughs> no, that's really funny, though, because sometimes... <laughs> You forget that there's that perspective. Yes. I would never have thought that. Know, but like, I, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's I, really I, helpful. I, did. I thanked him. I was like, thank you for always bringing the here's, male here's perspective. The male. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, understand the male gaze or think about it often. So when it comes, I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Rachel was saying, if, if the podcast has taught me one thing, it's how aware men are of breasts at all times. <laughs> Like yeah, it's it's hardwired, right? I, it's annoying most of the time, and it's like I want to turn it off, but no, it's like yeah, whoop, okay, yeah. Because when the changeling the- in this scene, when the changeling gets vaporized, Matt's like, oh, she's not wearing anything underneath that top, and I was like, oh my god, was there- what? I, I was like, I didn't would even look. Never. I was like, was there a nip slip? He's like, no, but you can tell. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's wild. I I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was weird. Her eyes. And yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I kind of want to like if I could just see the world through a male gaze for a day. That's and it. And then turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. yeah. But this is actually a sweet moment that we get between Yanir and Lissa. Yeah. In this yeah. I think they they have good she's chemistry. Like, they you know, you off. had a son, and I killed your son, and I know you can never forgive me. And he's like, I didn't even know it existed. He's like, first of all, I've already forgiven you. I, I forgave you a long time ago. Yeah. And. I can never forgive myself for the fact that I left you. 
And she's like, literally been waiting forever to hear that. Why didn't you come sooner? No, no, don't ignore the fact that I isolated myself in this magical web where you couldn't visit me. I just want you to know, but like, I'm, where I'm I can glad literally we had this only moment. turn this hourglass one time ever. Yeah, and in exchange for the gift, one of time per person, right? Per person. Yeah, I think. I think it was one time per person. Okay, she, yeah, she yeah. she says she can only turn it once. It's, it's the lore of the web. The lore of the, the web. The lore yeah. of the web. I was like, is it lore, law? Where were we going? Is it law with the British accent? So or it, is it lore it said and a law. subtitle? Yeah. yeah. It, in the, the sub, yeah, okay. You saw the subtitle too. Yeah. Okay. But she calls it the lore of the web. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she tells him where the castle is. She's She just knows. She's like, oh, it's going to appear in the Iron Desert or whatever. It's right, going to be in the, the desert. That's the trade off for being yeah. stuck in the web. I know right where it's going to be, but it's not going to do you any good. You can't get out. And he's like, you could turn the hourglass again. And that's when she's like, nope, sorry. One and done. Can't do it again. And he's like, she's got your name. And the lady's like, you know what? You if you a, don't do something, you make a she's going argument. to die. You make a compelling argument. I'm going, going to die for her. And you're going to die for her, too. Because as soon as I give you this sand, so the sands of time, so the hours of your life. Once these are gone, you're dead. And so she hands him the sand, and he's like, I can't stop the sand. And that's when she's like, you can't stop time. And he stands there for like a really, he's like fumbling the sand. Like, okay, first of all, when you take your gloves off or make an app, did he have to put it in his hand? Because yeah. could he have put it in a baggie? Was there no other option? I don't know, but I did not understand what was happening. I was going to mention that. Like, I was like, yeah. Okay, we'll have Rachel explain that one. Right, as long as the sand is running, the spider stops. Well, the sand is her life. So she gives right. Her life to, to him to him and once it's gone it's gone because so, the reason she's his been, life is power power powering how yeah. is I, this, I guess yeah i guess his, that'd be his a life good way to phrase attached it. to the sand as well yeah once she hands the sand to him because she's it's out it's the law of the web right yeah. her, that her becomes, life force is attached to the sand but yeah. once she gives it to him her life force is gone and now she his died. life force is is attached to the sand. The sand. and once yeah. all the yeah. sand has run out yeah, His so that's how he gets out. out, is he carries the sand out. And he has it just <laughs> Comes long out, enough. fucking yelling. Yeah, because he's got just this little bit of time before it's gone. And once it's gone, he can't tell them where it is. And so he finds them, and he's like, it's in the desert. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, what he happened? He comes out screaming, and they're all like, huh? <laughs> well, because they've been they're hanging out. They're enjoying their dinners. They've been hanging out. Somebody just hopped over the berm, brought back Keegan home just, some Burger King breakfast. He <laughs> just banged wife number seven, and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, you got to get to the desert. They're like, we can't. It's too far away. We're never going to make it. And the one guy's like, what about fire mares? And you're like, oh, good. We've never. Somebody rolled an intelligence check and remembered exactly. that fire mares exist. Yeah. And they have the power to travel, I think, 3,000 leagues in a day. 1,000. 1,000 leagues. Which it's supposed well, to be 1,000 leagues don't away. Set a, they don't set a perimeter. They just say, I think the... Dialogue is, oh, they could do that. They could easily do that. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, they're like, yeah. it's a thousand leagues away. Well, and fire fire could, could travel a thousand leagues <laughs> yeah. in a they day. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, <laughs> well, let's go to exactly where we know fire mares are, which is not where we are. but Which somehow is about we just... ten minutes that way. <laughs> yeah, because the, the world is actually tiny. Yeah. 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 And so we get the the fire mares, which are just a bunch of Clydesdales. And yeah, as they're they beautiful. Run, it's a beautiful okay. scene. It's cool. If it's, it's so pretty. Well I, think, known, I feel like this took place in England. It was yeah. very beautiful. It was pretty. If yeah. it's well known that fire mares are this fast, why did Liss's 
dad, the king, listen, like, why did Lissa's kingdom not have fire mares, like, in their stables? I also thought about that. Matt was like, where did they get the saddles? I was like, they woke them out of their back hair. (laughs) 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 They had them with them the entire time. Yeah. (laughs) That's what was in the bag. Now, they just ran up to Merit's house, and she had a couple extra (laughs) ones. Yeah, that's fine. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, She she just had eight extra saddles. Uh, That's all I could think about, too, is it does not make any sense that these mythical creatures are this powerful, and people don't fucking own them, and you can just catch them in the wild. Yeah. Because that's not how capitalism or consumerism or anything works. Right. Like, when something's that powerful... You have it. Well, normally you don't need fast travel because you just you get where you want to go, no matter where you want to go. Because everything's so close. By just stating out loud that that's what you need, you're like, okay, time to go get the fire mares, and then all of a sudden, you're there. Okay, and you just start walking, and the world blurs a little bit. Really need y'all to explain this to me because I have no fucking clue why this happened the way it happened. Rel couldn't go with them. Merle didn't want to go with them. Rel because chose he saw not himself to. die there. Yeah. And then five seconds later, <laughs> he thought better He's of like, it. Oh, I changed my mind. He's like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, He's just trying to be mysterious. He's like, no, oh. I can't go with you right now. I have to pee. But was there any. What's I'm done doing that? Like, he literally said, this is where I die. I don't go any farther. Yeah. And then, literally, like five minutes later, he's just on a fire mare heading their way. Did he let. I mean, they did say that if you try and outlive your death, it hurts you. It's like physically painful. Yeah. Did he just. Or was it one of those things where it was like a memento thing where if. That was a bad reference. Strike that, reverse it. Okay. Um, um, strike that. Um, where, like, he knows that it has to happen like this. So if he tries to change it, so he knows he has to go on the horse by himself yeah. to show up at that moment. It just didn't make any sense. No, but don't just accept it. I can't. This that's, whole scene that's, is that's slow. The thing. This is a difficult scene. This divides the movie. Usually this is where I check out. I'm like, fire mares? Oh, fuck it. This is like 25 minutes of us just like wrangling horses. <laughs> and then, then riding them. They're beautiful, beautiful creatures. Yeah, riding them through picturesque landscapes to epic music for the next 25 minutes. <laughs> and then we get to the castle. And then the castle fight is slow. Because we battle our way into the castle. Okay. Half the characters die. No, no, no. What about the part? <laughs> what about the part where the the <laughs> where the ground splits open into this beautiful curve, right? Yeah. And Titch and Ergo fall in. Yeah. And then Colwyn climbs a rope down. And then as soon as it starts to close, he climbs back up. <laughs> I was like, why didn't he go back up? <laughs> It's kingly behavior, yeah. okay? No, he was straight up like down there already. And then as it starts closing, he climbs back. He's like, get him down. No, 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 come back up. <laughs> Leave the kid or go down there. It's fine. Maybe they could only do that scene one time. And, and it opened up and he went down. And then Ken Marshall was like, all right. He jumped down and the director was like, no, no, no. Be yeah. So he climbed back up. Yeah. Like, get up quick! It's already like, closing. We can't stop it. 
Well, he's blindly. And then that was the only take they could have had. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> so blindly unconcerned in. about everyone. Okay, the whole party splits, and he's like, "Well, y'all knew I was here for Lissa, so well, sorry, y'all. I'm gonna go find Lissa." Not only, <laughs> I mean, literally everyone dies. Yeah, everyone, everyone dies. Everyone. Right, except the only Torquil one of Torquil's band that's left at the end is Torquil and the young guy that volunteers first. That we don't know his name. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I didn't write his name down. Yeah, him and Ergo and Titch, and that's it. Out yeah. of everybody. Yeah, no one. This yeah. is a Hagrid dies. Lots of fatalities. Yeah, all all at once. They were all finished. Rel gets squished, and everyone's like, "Well, he knew that was coming," and they just keep going. Like, <laughs> he runs off <laughs> because that is the attention span of a right, they're, fifteen they're year old to get man out boy. They're trying to get Rel out, and he's like, "No." <laughs> this is it. This, this is, is it. where I die. Yeah, and they're and like, it's like oh, a okay. slow close too. I know. Right? <laughs> <It's> so slow <laughs> close. Like it, it reminded me of like sloth the, from the Goonies or the steamroller. Remember you know the steamroller in Austin Powers when he's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, it's a slow close, and it's not like emotionally, emotionally. There's no emotional drama. No, you're it's like, just what? like physically Walk shutting. Out. Just, just go in. It's fine. <laughs> and he's like, "Nope, it's good. This is where I die. I look, I've seen it. I can't. There's no possible way I yeah, can escape this. I, I don't. It. Yeah, it just doesn't compute at all. Right. Well, and the the party gets split like immediately, <laughs> and it's Titch and Ergo, which Ergo. Being Ergo defends Titch with as a tiger, which is really cool. Yeah, and we know this. We his ability to shapeshift is well established at this point because he turned into the puppy to cheer Titch up after the Emerald Seer died, and this is the most ferocious thing he's turned. Well, into. and the prince, you're we're your family now. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, we're your family. He's like, we'll take care of you. Except hey, I'll, I'll, I just I'll let treat you, with you like every other member of the group, except and then Titch sees everybody you. else die. Yeah. <laughs> Except if we get in the castle and we get separated, I'm sorry, but you're on your own because <laughs> yeah. I believe it's been well established. I'm here for Lissa because Torque will get separated and he's like, well, y'all are competent. I'm going to just go let you save yourselves. Yeah. And Torque will, and uh, sorry, Ergo and Titch, Titch get separated. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go find the princess. And so somehow he's able to just get to the center where the princess is. And then the glaive becomes a drill. Yeah. <laughs> he finally pulls out he a saw. Pull, it's a he saw. He finally pulls out the glaive. Which is a like, saw. The, the smallest circumference for a given surface area is a circle. Yeah. But he cuts no, this like jagged. I'm sorry. Did you want, did you want reason from Colwyn right now? I didn't. I didn't. It was he late. Didn't, didn't we were watching the, it's, the, it's the graceful throw for me. <laughs> and then he's just like the hand, like the hand and the stressed expression. That's, like that's the that's only so choreography long. It's that so he got long. specific yeah. instructions on. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, the okay, now smile harder. Because yeah. he's smiling. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like smile <laughs> harder. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, the glaive's really useful. It's too bad he didn't have that the entire fucking time. Oh, wait, but he did. He did. Yeah, I guess there was a scene where he saves Yanir from the web by using the glaive to kill the spider. But they cut it out. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Which, well, and Yanir told him at the very beginning, huh, you'll, you'll know you'll know when to you'll use know it. When to use he's like, it. how will I know? And he's like, you'll know. <laughs> so this is the moment, apparently. So he's using it to... 
saw blade his way into the beast. Yes, yeah, saw blade like, saw center, away, yeah. center of power or whatever. Which it was really late when we were watching this, and I could not stop making dick jokes. So that forever, that's all I'm going to remember when we watch this. It's like he got married like three days ago, and he didn't get his wedding night. So did he even need the glaive? I was like, he's probably so hard right now, he could just poke a hole in this thing all by himself. <laughs> And then the wall explodes, and I was like, well, we all know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's like, he looks like orgasmic when he's using the no, clay yeah, to drill he... through the, this wall. <laughs> he's like, ah, and he gets in, and she's like, well, you can't fight him here. This is his center, his core, if you will. Yeah. So he all of his power and is like, here. We need to leave. What's the choice of making the swamp thing beast? like really blurry and fuzzy i think it's like a um just to that way we never age out of this graphic is probably the thinking there is we we couldn't make him look realistic if we had too much detail so if we have a little bit less detail he get he stays a little bit more you, the okay. the viewer has to fill it in fill in sure. the gaps with their imagination sure. and that's always a much more effective sure yeah strategy yeah. Leave it vague so it seems bigger and more. Yeah, yeah, okay. And this is the part where he's doing the power stance where I was like, he definitely tucked because there's no, no, there's, topo- no there's no topography. There. Rachel, you should post a picture of the power stance on <laughs> the gram. <laughs> zoom in. So that, like the circle so that the people know part. what you're talking about. I will. Well, but yeah. if you've seen the movie, oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's the stance. It's his like, this is how I'm acting like a king. Yeah. Like, I'm right. trying to he act right now. first does it. In the scene where the the band of uh, bandits show up, yeah, this and is he's his like, I need like, to impress everybody, right? He's yeah. trying to like physically Moore, like, evoke, um, yeah. The, the he's trying to take up more space. Go ahead. Well, he's trying the to bigger yeah. space. The scare, the more scared the bear's gonna be, right? He's trying to <laughs> evoke like a authority, yeah, or like power, confidence, whatever. Yeah. And he does that with this like stance which i'll post a picture and i'll I'll tag it for you guys thank you the power stance oh yeah and this is when he gets the fire because he's like you mean the blowtorch yeah (laughs) (laughs) because they're on the run and they're like we're all have ideas because he kills the beast with the glaive but the glaive gets stuck in the beast and he can't he can't can't, smile his way out of that one he can't it back yeah no matter how hard he he does he's <laughs> and, then the and then he like, this is why we need a YouTube. Channel. Yeah, but and then, then he's like, even squeezing harder, and it won't come. No, but it's trying. Yeah, it's but it just wasn't it's so. stuck in the beast's scaly skin. Yeah, it's in his sternum or whatever. So the beast wakes up, and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm out of weapons." And he's like, "No, I take the fire from the hand of the woman I choose to be my wife." And she's like, "Well, I give it to you." And so she opens her hand, and so she had this fire. So is that when their marriage is official? Yeah. When they complete that fire moment. Yeah. So she had this fire the entire time. I feel the need to point out. And she didn't use it, which I guess she doesn't like this movie. I was reading an interview with her. She's like, no, I'm the damsel in distress the entire movie. I hate it. But I will say this, though. She's the only female in the movie. Yeah. But everybody listens to her and she is the smartest person in the room. Yeah. So at least there's that. Right. Because she gives him the fire and then he can use this fire like a flamethrower. It's a flamethrower. All of a sudden. Straight up flamethrower. And so he defeats the beast with this fire. And he ends up getting the glaive back. And Does he get the glaive back? Does he? I'm I don't sure. think he I does. I don't see him get it back. Does I don't he not think get he it does. back? Oh, I thought he did. I think it blows up into the sky. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I was thinking that at the end was, oh, 
there goes the glaive. Like, yeah, did, did yeah, I did too. I was like, it? I was paying attention to watch well, the glaive. It was, it was too much power for one man to have. Yeah, you could saw through anything with that. Well, given the, enough time. And wasn't the glaive's entire purpose to defeat the beast? It was just an ancient weapon. Yeah, it was an ancient weapon. Because the beast should just be showed used up. In its I mean, the beast hasn't need. been around that long. That it came through the mm, sky. No, because that's like that's why the symbol of his kingdom is the glaive. Because the glaive's been around for a the, long time. But didn't the glaive come from space? Probably. Because in the beginning, lots of things have come from space. In the beginning, the glaive was floating in space. Well, I think that's like the owl at the beginning of Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. It's yeah. just. It's only forever. I thought you were going to say the owl from Clash of Titans Not first, long and at I was all. like, I remember that owl. Mm. No. Remember the little mechanic? Never mind. <laughs> So the party finally gets reunited, which, thank God, this wasn't a giant castle. We were all lost in it because all of a sudden they're all in the same place. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're climbing outside the giant. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're on the ground running away, yeah, looking which, back. Thank God this castle didn't appear in, like, the bottom of the ocean or an Arctic wasteland or anything. They're just in a meadow. Beautiful meadow. With flowers. And it's so small, the ending of it. Yeah. You know? They needed to wrap it up. They didn't. We don't even know how Torquil and the guy got out of the room because they were in that room with the spikes where they were all getting impaled slowly on well, spikes. Well, the spikes stopped impaling simultaneously. Yeah. When the beast died. And so then the that door was opened. also one of the longest scenes yeah. of all time. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> slow death. It's coming so slow. Yeah. It was and like they're four like four minutes long. It's coming right. at the guy's like chest, and he's just like, no. And it literally <laughs> physically coming. goes into him, and then in the next scene has not gone. Right. Into him. <laughs> right. And he's grimacing, yeah. but it hasn't touched him yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and kids getting tickled. And he's just yeah. laying on the ground. There's tons of open space all around him, and he's just like, well, I'm done. I can't go I anywhere. I can't go anywhere. He could have just turned and gotten up on his hands and knees. Yeah. <laughs> and he would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No, I'm sorry. He doesn't. It just slowly, slowly, slowly impales him. And then, anyway, but they've escaped from that. And they find Titch and Ergo, who are just, like, Ergo's been wounded, and Titch is shaking the stick. And so in this entire space mountain, we hear the bells. And he goes to Titch. And then they get out, and the castle blows up. Literally. Blows Up. 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 Into space. Yeah. And that's it. They're all in the field. Yeah. And he unlocks all the... He gives him the... It reminds me of the way Mistborn ends. The third one, Hero of Ages. You remember? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're just in a fucking field. Yeah. You know? Yep. Just in a field. Yeah. And he turns... In the middle of nowhere. He turns to Torkoal and he gives Torkoal the... The manacle keys. The manacle keys. Because... That he wears on his king necklace. Yes. Right. And he it's says, part, keep it's like, this. It's like stuck, it's like clicked into his king necklace. And, yeah. And he's like, oh no, only the Lord Marshal and, and the king have these keys. And he's like. You're right. You're right. And Torkoal's like, oh my God, I'm Lord Marshal. A promotion. And I was like, wow, he did not ask Torkoal what he did to earn the. To be in prison. To be in prison. <laughs> like, Torkoal, so what were you in prison for? Oh, you know, I, I like children. Like, like I really, I'm a really pedo. Like I, I think really, they call it pedophile. I really like children. Like, oh, okay. You know, I'm going to need my key back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's his kingdom, too. So you're going to hope that it's not, he's not, like, imprisoning people for dumb shit. Yeah. Because you know how there's king, bad kingdoms right. that do that? Yeah. Right. Let me throw a glass. It's fine. Yeah. So that's it. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. And it took. This movie has... Well, but hold on. There's a little bit of exposition afterward. There is? 
Yeah, oh, yes, there they, is. They it's... repeat the, and their son will rule the galaxy. Oh. Yeah. In the, my the mind, I'm reference. like, do they have technology that allows them to leave Crawl? Uh, that magic. we know of? Just That's magic. what I'm saying. The, so... Clearly there's magic, because we have the Widow of the Web, which nobody questions. We have yeah. the Emerald Seer, which nobody questions. We have the Glaive itself. Which nobody questions. Right. So there must be some kind of magic. We have the... Like Maybe they have portals flame and ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, they have some um, dread troves, and they're just going to open some portals. There's the yeah. fire mares. Exactly. There's and the fire mares. And just head on into yeah, the fire other mares. planets. Maybe fire mares can go into space. Yeah. I'm wondering true. why the fire mares didn't fire mare run away when they were getting chased. If they can, like, fly, run through the sky. Yeah. Like they did. Yeah, it. you would think. <laughs> That's Especially my, if they were scared, that's because why my a group mind thought if they're this easy them. to ca- if they're this easy to catch, there's no way that these beasts aren't domesticated and owned by really really rich people. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. The king's stables should have had like a whole squad of yes. fire mares, and the king's guard rides. Why them. didn't yeah. Colwyn and his group of people ride fire mares to, to Lissa's castle? So that they could be in the sky and not lose 300 people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh yeah, we rode our fire mares here, but my army of like 10,000 people, they're on the way. They'll be here in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like most of the movies we watch, this isn't that movie. We're not going to get these answers. Yeah. And, That's not why we're here. And this, yeah, this movie just hangs, you know, I saw it when I was a little kid and I thought it was really cool because there were things in this movie that you didn't get to see other places. Yeah. And this is one of my first memories of a fantasy movie where I was like, oh, wow, I really like that. But if you're just, yeah. if your attention span is only like two minutes long and you're just experience each experiencing each scene as this, as this unique thing that and you're not keeping up with the overall plot it's a very entertaining movie it's very visually uh stimulating and the there's a lot of stuff happening all the time and yeah yeah and this comes right in a wave of sword and sorcery movies in the early 80s we're getting lady hawk excalibur dragon slayer this movie and of the ones that came out, this is definitely one of the most. You can tell they put money into yeah, this the one production has a big of this budget. One. Yeah, and you can see where they put it because, like, Lady Hawk is synthesizer music. I wish somebody would take the Lady Hawk soundtrack and orchestrate it, like have an orchestra do it and put it over the movie. And somebody, it. please do that because <laughs> it's a great movie. But the music is so horrendously dated. It's yeah. difficult to watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, you can, like, the London Symphony Orchestra is playing this music. Yeah, it's James Horner. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible. And it takes you, it gives it more credit and validity because when you're listening to this music, you hear Avatar and Titanic and yeah. Willow yes. and all these other fantastic movies. I mean, the list is, I wrote 12 of them down. And I didn't even write down all of them. Right. Like, all of these incredible movies. It's like I mean, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, okay. Or what's the other guy? Howard. Who's the Howard guy? Um, and there's John Williams. John Williams is who yeah. I'm thinking about. Yeah. James Horner, John Williams. Yeah. And so, and it's... John Williams does all the uh, Spielberg movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is one of those movies. It's nice to put on in the background when you're doing other stuff. Because you can kind of tune in like, oh, tune I like in, this scene. Out. 
Yeah. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to go put a load in the dishwasher. I'm going to come back. We'll be on. Well, the fire mares will be finished and we'll be on the next part. Right. And that's what make. that's why I enjoy this movie. It's not an emotional investment. It tried to be. It really, really tried to be. But because the main actor isn't having any emotions, it's not emotional. I really don't understand what the. I feel like there was a trend in this time period where they just chose really shitty actors. I think they were trying to get unknowns. I think we were trying to discover new people. people. Like Highlander? Like yeah. your boy is not fun to watch. Christopher Lambert. <laughs> yes. And it and a lot of them never went on to do and do it again. Yeah. Ever. Mark Hamill is really only ever in Star Wars. Yeah, but Mark Hamill has had a really good career. Yeah, I'm not saying he hasn't, but he was never it, a lead in a movie again. But right. live well, action. Well, he also had that accident. And yeah. like, I hear I right. hear you. Yeah. But he has made a lot, like... He was his, in The Giver. His, <laughs> his, well, he's a <laughs> that, voice actor now. That's on our sci-fi list. Yeah. Or, uh, we were talking about Mark actors. Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill. Oh, he was you got to give him respect, though, because his career, even just from Star Wars, has lasted a really long time. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has had a very good career. And he's still, yes. he's a doll, and he... I'm not saying he's Ken Marshall. And it would have been really interesting to see what happened with Mark Hamill if he hadn't had that accident between yeah. New Hope and Empire. Yeah. Because that, I mean, I think that was, I mean, it significantly changed his it, it, it impacted his like his life yeah um yeah it's funny and i think people like um the harry potter kid he wanted to make sure he didn't end up like mark hamill yeah but yeah i just can't i i don't i love mark hamill so i can't i can't be like i'm not saying that yeah, he wasn't okay, good you better not have been saying that no okay, no i'm just right, saying like, that take this, it back take everything you said back this <laughs> is like late 70s to mid 80s we right. had a lot of movies that, and so they were trying to save money in the budget by hiring unknowns and i think they were trying to appeal to the youths so we were trying to get young new fresh faces 32 year old actors yes yeah that we we somehow tried to age down by giving a beard I'm not that this there's many reasons why this guy was the wrong choice. But if they had chosen and that's I don't know why this is the case, but when you choose British actors, it automatically what's the word? Well, elevates. The elevates. British exactly. movie actors spend so much time doing stage acting. That they're just uh, that's, automatically that's better the at everything. Kind of standard trajectory is right. so you end up developing a lot more um nuance yeah ability yeah, like to show nuance and emotional <laughs> intelligence like yeah. situational awareness like yeah. in Face with your acting. actors yeah yeah and yeah that's where why... you have to be really emotive right on the stage right but then you and then you just tone it down for a movie and right. but you yeah. that's why it was so like jarring to see someone like the alan armstrong guy like successfully kill it kill it yeah and then you and had then he's Ken trying Marshall. to help Ken Marshall, and Ken Marshall is just not helping. And and it, I almost it, like in my mind it takes me out because I'm watching these British actors watch him act, and I wonder if in their head they're thinking, "You're fucking terrible." <laughs> what am I doing on this? Set? What am I doing? Is this re- do I have to work with this? Yeah, like it's got to make it hard to do your job when the person across from you is right. a terrible actor, and they're the lead. Right. Yeah. And it's, playing the lead. The right. They, the lead. They're ostensibly the lead character, but then it's Yanir and Torpal like dragging the plot along. Yeah. yeah. 
Like slapping him in the face, like stop being a dumbass. Physically, literally dragging the plot along. Yeah. He's like, now we're going to the next set. Everybody, everybody, grab everybody, your stuff. Everybody, come along with hand. me. Come yeah. this way. It's yeah. like it's like when you go to preschool and they have the rope and all the kids hold the loops on the rope. Or to it's keep like them you're, ta- you're walking yeah. with your kids through the parking lot into Walmart. Yeah, and you gotta hold like, their hand. Hold my hand. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is because dangerous. I, need I don't to keep want you on the right track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm really glad. I like this movie. Yeah. I still like it. I thought it, there's a lot of really wonderful things about it. But there's also a lot of things when you're actually watching it where you're like, what the You can fuck? see they were trying so hard. They were trying so hard, but we didn't have a good formula for this yet. Mm-mm. So we didn't have a good... And I don't think they knew... Blueprint. I mean, and there was so much happening with movies at the time with effects. Yeah. They had just figured out how to really do some stuff. And so they put more emphasis on that versus the And this is right after this is right after um Return of the Jedi. Yeah, cuz like, it's 83. Yeah. So we we just effectively ended this major space opera. And so we're looking for something eh, to fill paused. This. At the time, we thought we had just ended this major space drama. And so we're looking for something to fill that gap. Yeah. And so you have to find something that is of similar scope. So they were trying to make this world feel really big by having these really big, beautiful sets. I did read that they were going to try and associate this with Dungeons and Dragons somehow. And it definitely has that campaign feel. Yeah. Where it's just like... From adventure to fucking adventure, yeah, and right. you rolled to see which direction it would go. Right. Yeah. Like, which door is going to open? No one knows. <laughs> is it going to work? Who knows? Who knows? We might yeah. get a hit or a miss. So, are the yeah. fire mares actually going to have fire feet? Mm, I don't know. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that's about all we need to say about that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did say uh, Yin Ring. Yenir. Yeah. See, did I write that? I did. <laughs> Yenir. Yeah, there it is. Pretty Jones. He says at another point in the movie, he says, we seek the black forest. So I think from now on, because I love that terminology so much, I'm going to start saying that. In my we every- seek the whatever. <laughs> yeah, I seek. Like if I ask somebody at a store. <laughs> <laughs> like an employee, seek- like at Lowe's, I'm yeah. going to be like, I seek the hardware. <laughs> I seek the key making. I'm just going to start. I seek the key maker. Yeah. I seek the bricklayer. Yeah. I seek the key holder. Yeah. Even though the key holder at Lowe's is, the, is electronic. No, it's fine. You Automatic do it anyway. Now. You're just like, I seek the key holder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Or at the grocery store. Then That's... thank you, kind sir. Or yeah. kind yeah. person. Thank you, kind sir. I'm going to yeah. start doing that. I'm going to just start trolling everybody in, my, in the last 40 years of my life. It's fine. Yeah. Go for it. Get some of those like ear things that have the jewelry, pointed ears on the them. jewelry yeah 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 <laughs> yes i'm gonna start dressing in akatar a- core right yeah in uh rural south this is gonna go no you're gonna be fine <laughs> no not at all no it'll be great yeah uh rewatch i don't know i haven't rewatched this in forever me neither no, I remember it though. I'm always like, oh, crawl. And when you say, so crawl, wait, you didn't watch this? We watched it. Oh, okay. I mean, we watched it yesterday. Okay, okay, good. Okay. If you've listened to any of our movie episodes, we usually conclude I've listened with to two of them. Have we rewatched it recently? Like, what's oh. our rewatch score? Well, how often? Oh, like do how we, rewatchable is it? How rewatchable yeah. is it? 
It's rewatchable in like a, it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Or, but there's not really never, moments. I haven't felt the need to, yeah. oh, you're I, not gonna, I just need to watch Crawl again. Yeah. I agree. I'm not going to, even though I did buy it, it was $4. I'm not going to, even though I think it's free on Amazon. I'm so stupid. It's not free on Amazon. Did you have to pay for it? I think it has commercials. Oh. It's on freebie. Oh, okay. Well, I bought it. It was 4 bucks. I thought that was worth it. It's not a movie that I'll necessarily like go to watch. Yeah. But I do think if we still had channels and it was on right, TV. Right, like if you were just flicking channels I would be like, I would put this on. You're like, oh, okay, crawl. All right. And yeah. And leave it on. Oh, I love crawl. I yeah. mean, it's not Tremors. It's not Shawshank. Right. Right? But it's It's not Edge of Tomorrow, which I watched five times in one week. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining and it's easy to come in and out of. Yeah. So it's one of those movies that's like, I could sit down at any point, enjoy it, get up, leave, and I'm not going to get lost in the plot. Yeah. But because the plot's very linear. It's not nuanced. Nothing. There's no twists at the end. This it, is a, a beloved film for me, though. Like, yeah. It's in that labyrinth, dark crystal little kid movie it's thing. a formative film yeah it's yeah. nostalgic super nostalgic right and, and i actually thought it was like better than i was like this isn't that bad just if you forget about those several things right because you i don't think i've actually sat down and listened to the dialogue in a long time it's yeah. when you like sit down and fold laundry while you're watching crawl or whatever right like you could have this movie on and just be listening to the soundtrack and not the dialogue yeah and probably enjoy it just as much. Yeah, because and there's a couple of lines that I was like, okay, that's not bad. Because I know at one point, Torkel, when they first meet him, they're like, well, you could be famous. And he's like, what's fame? I can't eat it. And fame? Freedom. Well, we have it. And fame. Ah, it's an empty purse. Count it. Go broke. Eat it. Go hungry. Seek it and go mad. That is true. Oh, yeah. I can't. It won't yeah. put a roof over and you, my you head. Get, you yeah. get little blurbs that are like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Or um, Hagrid. Yeah. He gets a line that's like, the only thing this is going to get me is a dagger in my back and a tombstone over my head. Rocks in our pockets and gravestones above our heads is all we'll get from this journey. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. There were several where, like, I was, I was like, oh, okay, that was not bad. Like, that line was good. It was well delivered. It didn't fit in with the acting that was happening all around right. it. The, every which once is in a while, someone would it. drop a proverb, and you'd be like, oh, that was a good line. Like, oh, that was yeah. great. But then, I mean, we're right in the middle of, like, we're picking up the merry band of thieves, and literally this guy has just told this entire group of armed people that he is the king of the country that imprisoned them, but you're going to be my best friends, right? And they're like, oh, my God, of course. This could easily have gone the other way. Like, they could have easily have said, um, sorry, no, we're going to murder you and take that key, free ourselves, and fuck your princess, fuck your country. We're going to go do what we want to do. Yeah. Because we're only on the greenway. Our Our homes are, like, a mile away. We literally just... Hang out. This we're in our backyard. This is like our Boy Scout backyard fort. <laughs> we all get together. We have breakfast at my mom's house. We head yeah. out onto the back forty. My, my second wife's gonna show up at yeah. noon. She'll bring lunch. Yeah. So and then my fourth wife, she's gonna bring dessert after dinner. So we got to make sure this girl's gone before. Yeah. 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 So that th this should have been a very emotional scene. 
because he's risking his life telling them that he's the king. But he's like, but he's just standing there with his leg cocked I'm out, the like, king, and you guys are going to follow hips. me because I'm the king. And they're like, we are going to follow you because you're the king. But this is when we get several of our very good lines. Yeah, but we miss them because they don't fit. Yeah, they feel very like. Did you, did you know what movie you were in when you delivered that line? Because most of them are by the Ken Marshall guys. didn't know what movie he was in ever. <laughs> He's not in much else either. Yeah. Like obviously. a couple of episodes of stuff. And that's about it. Yeah. He reminds me of like Chris Evans if he was terrible at acting. Yeah. Like he could potentially be. Like he was attractive. Yeah. And that was it. And I'm going to chalk this up. No offense. To men running companies. Yeah. There is no. Nothing about this says. This was like. We, we need this thing, and we need this thing, and we need this thing, and we need this thing. And nobody said, and I bet the costumes were designed by women. <laughs> I'm not, like, pitting. Sorry, I need to be better about that. But, like, it just feels like they were, tr- yeah, they were trying to fit a pattern. And they yeah. were like, let's do this, 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 and this. And this worked before. It should work again. Let's just right. throw a bunch of money at it, and it will be Without good. putting the emphasis on the things that offer the... Right, they probably didn't realize... The emotional emphasis. One of the, like, fundamental things about Star Wars was the story was coherent and well-executed. And the world was... It's not, like, a super novel story, right? It's it's a very... It was consistent. It's a very clear, like, just... um, iteration on the hero's journey like the tone throughout but star wars they for the executed first three, it really well yeah yeah and the it's world very is believable similar. yeah right yeah and you were able to have like your foil or your fool like your han solo type guy yeah who just like everybody highlighted everybody else's stuff versus yeah. in this movie ergo and like yenrit yen yenir yenir were in different movies to yeah. me. Seemed kind of like, well, well actually, we have, they kind of they kind of like were compatible in a way. But Ken Marshall was like right, on yeah, another fucking level. This isn't a child's written, movie. He was if like they had in a written Colin's right. character to actually have like emotional revelations and, and an arc, the story. An emotional arc, yeah. And yeah. Some growth. This movie could have been a lot better. Yeah, or acting yeah. classes, perhaps some <laughs> choreography, stunt, stunts, stunt workers versus your actors doing your stunts, so yeah. they have to be very tame and. Toned down. Yeah. I mean, he did climb that mountain. That was cool. And yeah. that was a, I think that was the part that stood out to me the most. I was like, dang. Yeah. And there's that shirtless scene where he's really ripped. And Matt goes, wow, he did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, at any time he was just, like, totally, like, hyped up. I was like, oh, yeah, it, it's the cocaine. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe. I mean, that's that's maybe. what they did in the 70s and 80s. Maybe. It's like, you need a character to like be really trimmed down because you need them to have the right physique. But if you look at his acting, he is like unnecessarily aggressive. Right. Yeah. Like when he wakes up, he's, he's like, oh, 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 oh. what? Yeah. Everyone's gone. Like it was <laughs> yeah. very, like if you look at it through, maybe he is I on wouldn't coke. I would be surprised. It makes way more sense. On yeah. Cocaine. Some, if they were just cocaine. feeding him drugs, the whole right. production. So now that we've solved all the problems of, why Ken Marshall is the way he is in this movie. Is he still alive? Yeah, I think so. Mm. wonder what he does now. I don't know. He's not going to listen to this podcast, so it's fine. No, he sure won't. <laughs> and if he does, do confirm. 
Is are we right on that? Yeah. No, no offense, Ken. <laughs> no but... offense. It was fine. It was forty years ago. You know, it's a different time. He'd be seventies now. Yeah the the way we got Judy Garland through um, Wizard of Oz was by giving her like uppers. So really, yeah, they'd keep her on the set for like days, and then they'd give her medicine to make her sleep, and then they'd wake her up and give her like uppers, and she was only allowed to drink black coffee, eat soup, and smoke cigarettes. Because she needed to keep the physique. For fucking Dorothy? Yeah. She's a child. Yeah. And they wanted, but she was like 16, so she was getting breasts, and they didn't want her to. So she had to like bind her chest, and she wasn't allowed to eat because they didn't want her to get any, because they thought she was fat already. They didn't want her to get any bigger. It's horrific. Like, if you read the history of the filming of Wizard of Oz, and the, like, the history of the the movie whole production. Movie, movie industry in general. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, I know. Uh, there was a big, um, wasn't there a big actor strike? And that's when they started. That's when they like created one of the first actors unions. Yeah, the guild. That's why they have yeah. the guild. Yeah. Yeah, well, remember in The Wizard of Oz, there's supposed to be the ghost that's flailing along in the background because one of the actors hung himself on set. So I think that's an um, urban myth, though. Right. And it's really just a bird vet yeah. wing. But I watched that. I almost looked. I looked. But, and I think mm. a bunch of people died on the set too. Really? I don't even think anybody died. You don't think anybody died? No, there was a okay. couple. Like, there's the scene where I know the there witch, were a lot of accidents. There's the scene where the witch is like doing the smoke, and she writes like "Surrender, Dorothy" mm-hmm. in the smoke. And the there's the scene of the her on the broom, and the lady had just gotten third degree burns, so she was like, "You're fucking kidding me! I'm not getting on a bomb, a smoke bomb." Yeah. And so they put a stunt actress on it, and it did explode. And, like, took off part of her leg. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, that's fun. Go and read about that. But I mean, I think it was worth it. I mean, it did well. (laughs) 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 I mean, it ruined Judy Garland's life. She ended up dying of... uh, An alcohol. Yeah. Drugs. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're 16 and literally people are telling you to do this. Yeah. This is what you have to do to succeed. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that would be. They don't really have support groups or no. recognize how traumatizing no. that stuff and was. And it was like medicine. They're like, oh, are you sad? You should probably do some cocaine about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably like dextrostat, something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. That's well, wild. I guess we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for letting me um, be a guest on your movie show. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you had, glad to have you. It was it was a fun chat. Yeah, I'm good. excited. I, I love w- all your hot takes about the choreography. Yeah. I, I was still kind of mulling over how you felt about it, but yeah. Like- and then in case someone missed it, I thought the choreography was absolute asshole. <laughs> 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 to be really clear. Yeah, but it's a great movie. So remember, sometimes the strangest things are the most beautiful, too. So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> you may leave me now. Dear, 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 let me see now. <laughs>